Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. You're going to need some leverage, people. It's the only way your dreams are going to come true. You've got to come to the table with something more than just your talent. You have to have an audience. You're going to have to have cash flow. You're going to have to have some good recordings of some really good songs. These are the things that are going to have to happen to move your brand forward to to make you to to get you into a position where you're being taken seriously by the industry and by consumers that's why we called this podcast the climb we want you to win and the c-l-i-m-b stands for creating leverage in the music business i can't even believe how brilliant that is and the guy that came up with that is my co-host mr brent baxter Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Annabellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And Brent helps songwriters turn pro by teaching the art, the craft, and the business of songwriting. And you can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They help you find your sound and they help you grow your audience so you can become the artist that everybody loves and so you can get paid daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like colin ray tracy lawrence ty herndon and andy griggs just to name a few you can find johnny at daredevilproduction.com that's production singular with no s and there is no s because there is no other johnny d what's happening brother man i'm doing all right doing all right just uh Ready to drop a little bit of knowledge. Everything going all right in Johnny World? Yeah, man, we're making miracles happen. There we go. Every single day, and and you know your your last episode, which was two episodes ago, was all about the importance of a title. Mm-hmm. So, on that note, the title of this episode, which is awesome, <laughs> is <laughs> "Why It Pays to Be Terrible." Why it pays to be terrible. All right. Well, that that speaks to you. Welcome. You're my friends. <laughs> hey, real quick before we get into it, too, guys, we've got the Climb community on Facebook. Uh, join that. Uh, just ask to join. We'll let you in. You've got to behave. You've got to be good. You've got to be all about everybody else and not all about yourself. You will be ushered to the door if you are a taker or a, you know, a, a sort of spammer. Yeah, spammer. You'll be out, but um, otherwise, come in. Any questions you want to ask, we're going to get to them. And uh, lots of people uh, talking back and forth amongst themselves in there and just offering sort of different wins that uh, different success stories that they have that could help you crack a, you know, a, a couple holes in your dam and, and get that water leak through so you can explode out in yeah. a river of cash flow. There we go. It's been pretty cool lately. I know. Uh, John or Johnny Cochran, one of our one of our climbers, you know, he's posting there a couple times like, hey, I've been doing this and this is what I've, results I've been getting. This has been working. I've been doing this that I hear from you guys or here's some other stuff I've tried. You know, has anyone else had experience with that? I love seeing that kind of stuff on the climb community Facebook group because uh, that's where it is, man. Sharpening right. each other, helping each other climb that climb. And so thank you, Johnny uh, and Mr. Cochran, both Johnnies <laughs> for doing that. There you go. And, and so uh, just find it on Facebook. Just It's the Climb community. Just a request to be in the group and we'll make it happen. So on that note, sir, you're going to talk about why it pays to be 
terrible? Yes. So uh, it's it's time for a confession. Okay. All right. I'm a below average guitar player. Like the strings on my guitar are older than my children. <laughs> well, except maybe my 14 year old now. That's but that's more out, than so. below average. <laughs> yeah. Um, so listen, man, I, I couldn't write a hit melody to save my life. Okay. Um, and I sing like a horse. Okay. I'm like Mr. Ed behind the mic here. So, but you know what? Choosing to stay awful at those things has helped me become a successful songwriter. Choosing to be terrible has helped me, and choosing to be terrible just might help you too. Yeah, interesting. Yes. So, okay, so I'm not kidding when I say, like, I'm not good at singing, playing, or writing melody. Okay, it isn't false humility. It's the truth. I'm just not naturally gifted at any of those things. Not naturally gifted singing. I mean, I remember the first time I sang on key on purpose. Like, it wasn't just like... I was just singing a note, and the melody just happened to cross paths with it. You know, you're like Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> I was like, you didn't sing on key; the key just happened to, you know. But I, I was, I, I was on my way to. Uh, it was the summer after I graduated high school. All right, so I'm like, well, 17 at this point, and uh, I remember I was going. Uh, my mom and I were driving to get the uh, get the, my apartment, my first apartment in college in Jonesboro. It was like 75 miles away. I went to Arkansas State University, go Red Wolves. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so we were, we were out, and I just had gotten the single of John Michael Montgomery's I Love the Way You Love Me. Okay. I was a big hit for day. So um, my mom is a good singer. She sings in church. She sings solos. Now she's gigging around Nashville because she lives around here, but playing nursing homes and stuff. But anyway. I didn't know that. Um, she was Miss Senior Tennessee a couple of years ago. Boom. Oh, Dude, yeah, how does that make you feel? <laughs> weird. And uh, anyway. The mom's totally so hot, dude. I, oh, gosh. Prince mom has got it going on. <laughs> uh, she's going to start listening to the podcast now. Um, so anyway, so we were on our way back from, from Jonesboro. from You know, signed the papers for my apartment for college. And, and so I had this single. So I was driving back. We had 75 miles to kill. And so she was working with me on my singing. I remember I was singing along to that single, cassette single of John Michael Montgomery's I Love the Way You Love Me, just on repeat. And she, I was like, I love, 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 you know, trying to hit that note. And by the time we got home, like I was, and I was only singing along. It wasn't the karaoke, but just being able to sing along. Yeah. And kind of hit the, hit the notes was a big deal for me. All, all excited, I got home, sang for my dad. Like, like he's, he's singing, he's on key. Okay, so this is not my natural skill set. Alright? So, anyway. Um, boy, can you hear my dog going off in the background? Oh, yeah. There we go. That's lovely. Alright, my wife will be downstairs any minute now. Um, okay, so I'm not kidding when I say playing and singing aren't, aren't my thing. Oh, another story. So, uh, one year, my dad got me like a cheap guitar, you know, for Christmas because I was banging around. He wanted to bang around on guitar a little bit after I got into songwriting. So I was doing that. And then that next Christmas, he got a harmonica for me. Mm. I was like, hey, well, harmonica, what? that's cool. Was, yeah, because you can't play that and try to sing at the same time. <laughs> genius. <laughs> my dad is brutally genius. <laughs> See if you can be good at this. Yeah, <laughs> Just blow into the right hole. <laughs> you know, I'd be like trying to play guitar and sing. He's like, let's get him something that when he plays it, he can't try to sing. <laughs> You're blowing to it, so you can't try to sing. So anyway, not not false humility here. These are not my gifts, and that's all right. You know, I've still been able to get some cuts and to get a song or two on the radio. 
As a matter of fact, choosing to stay awful at those things has been one of my best and wisest business decisions. All right, and because this is a music business, choosing to be terrible at most things has helped me to be great at a few things. Uh, kind of like we were talking about last episode on your episode, John. He's like, "What are you doing? Where are you spending your time?" Mm-hmm. I figured out early on that I'm a word guy. Words and ideas are my thing. That's my natural gifting. And I've, I've always played with words and made up stories. I mean, I was the guy that was kind of known for bad puns, like in my church youth group. And You're still known for that here. <laughs> I, I mean, whether I got a laugh or a cringe, just as good either way. Yeah, that's right. You're like, I got you to do something. You got you to feel something. <laughs> I got, got a reaction. I know. You're not the same as you were a second ago. That's so funny. it was my natural, like, inclination. It was my natural bent, right? So... Early on in my songwriting journey, I decided that my best chance for success was to be great at one thing, at least one thing. I didn't have to be great at everything. So I went all in on my natural strengths, wordplay, ideas, that kind of stuff. So I could have wasted a lot of time just trying to get my singing, my playing, and my melodies up up to average. Like you talked about last episode, work your way up to middle middle management locally. Yeah, yeah. I could have spent a lot of time doing that. And the time I spent on those skills, or lack thereof is time I could have been using to sharpen my lyrical skills. And then I could have been, you know, like, yeah, I would have raised up my playing, my singing, my melody writing, but I would have squashed my lyrical skills. And so I could have ended up being average like everything. And nobody turns pro by being average. Yeah. I'm going to interject something here. So this is actually, what you're touching on is, is, uh, is a, um, a very common mistake that small business people make and biz- big business people make. Um, it's, it's a level of self-awareness that you have to have so that you understand what your highest and best use is, right? So, Brent, you and I talk a lot about our businesses and we talk about how to... Uh, well, I'll give you an ex- just an example. With Daredevil, we're blessed every semester to have a army of interns that we actually have working on our artist accounts but that means i'm not spending time working in the business i'm spending time working on the business right so my highest and best use is moving this company forward and finding different ways to get our artists in front of new people so that their audience will grow get them to connect and get those people to feel good enough about it so that they'll spend some money on that artist but i'm not doing that if i'm working on an account's twitter feed you know, or, or, right. or Instagram stuff. So it's understanding where your highest and best use is and then doing something about it. Like on another level, I remember when I was in the financial industry and um, I'm, I'm with a buddy of mine. This buddy sold jet airplanes, you know, so mm-hmm. he made it, he's making a bunch of money. I was making a bunch of money. And I'm, I got a quarter acre lot in LA that's in the house that I own and, and the lawn needed to be mowed. And, and I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what kind of lawnmower to get. He's like, man, have you ever taken all the money that you make every year, divide that into an hourly amount and then decide whether or not you'd be losing money mowing that lawn? 
<laughs> you know? And I'm like, no. And he's like, yeah, dude, come on, pull your head out of your butt. Like, think about this. Yeah. And I was like, wow. You know, for the money that I was spending, a long guy to come over and take care of that, um, I would have been losing money doing that. Like, even if it was time that I was spending on the couch watching football and relaxing and having a moment mm. to myself or a moment with my wife, you know, um, mm. it was... It was so my highest and best use in that situation was not staying busy mowing the lawn. Like, you know, in that, Mm -hmm. even in that situation, I might have felt better about it because I'm like a do it yourself or kind of guy or whatever. But the bottom line is, it's actually financially irresponsible for me to do that at that point, you know? Right. So you got to make sure that number one, you know where your gifts are. Number two, that. That, that you're being reasonable about, you're being honest about those, and then understanding like where your lane is, and then going full on into that lane. You know, mm-hmm. I think that, I think that that too many times I get artists where they're disheartened because they don't think they could ever win American Idol, and so they're like, "Well, I can't mm-hmm. be an artist," and I'm like, "But you can." I mean, you know, yeah, Bob Dylan changed the world. Mm-hmm. Never going to win American Idol. <laughs> There are plenty of country singers that would never win on American Idol. Yeah, but they're stars. It's all about it's yeah because they're in they're in show business. They're yeah. entertainers. They it's pick fun. great songs. They look good in leather pants. I don't know, but there are other things that go into it. It's you know look so last night so last night I was out with um, I got invited to an event that um, we got this little sort of business troika of Daredevil works with a. Uh, label services company called Bar Frog, and we have uh, we use Brickshore Media, uh, which is a girl named Nicole Zeller, who is the publicist, and so she'll regularly invite me out to events that that her company puts on, and I'll get to go hang out. So I'm at Third and Lindsay last night, and there was this like writers round, and and um, I'm backstage at Third and Lindsay, which by the way, first time backstage, dude, it's 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 more fun backstage than it is. Like it, the backstage <laughs> is astounding, right? Like at the third yeah. Lindsley, like it's amazing. I've never been back there, but, uh, I, buddy Jewel was in that, um, a couple, like three other songwriters. I'm forgetting their names right now, but you know, the songs that they wrote, like one, the guy that's mm-hmm. like, your love amazes me. Who, you know, who wrote that? John uh, I something. I know John Barry was the artist. John. Okay. John and John. So John Barry. And I, I think, uh, he wrote it too. Um, or at least co-wrote it. So yeah, he was there, and uh, two other guys. And so watching these guys work, there's some good singers in that there, group. There's some really good singers and some good writers, and there were some better singers than other people, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Buddy Jewel won Nashville Star, I think. Uh, yeah, he's he was a demo singer, and John Barry's a great singer, or at least was back in the day. I'm sure he still is. He still is, still amazing, and and it was. But watching them work that room, right? So there's a bunch of people back there that are fans, right? And so they're uh-huh. doing meet and greet kind of a thing and arms around taking pictures. Hey, how you doing? I'm Buddy Jewel. How are you? You know, uh-huh. just being stars, right? That, uh-huh. That's a skill set, man. That's a talent, yeah. you know? And watching, I just remember watching, like it gave me pause. I was like, look at how they're like they. And I'm sitting there in the corner with hanging out with Nicole and they didn't leave the room. Not one of those guys, Left them. I had worked with Buddy before, but it was like one session on actually on your brother in law's yes. thing, and <laughs> on, on a song that he and I wrote. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. and um and so he came, but he came over to me. Like I wasn't going to go up and derm him. You know what I mean? That wasn't my place yeah. back there. And but they're like, hey, man, I'm Buddy Jewel. You know, hey, I'm John Barry. I was like, hey, man, how are you? And and shook their hand. And I'm like, Buddy, you probably I don't expect you to remember this. We only worked one time, one afternoon. But blah blah blah. He's like, oh, well, you tell Brent. I said hello, which by the way, I just did now live on the air. But 
But he came over to me, shake my hand. Like, everybody in that room, they're working. And that's the business of being a star. And they know, like, there's different, there's lots of different skill sets that can get you ahead in this industry, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that, I mean, like, you know, to your point, like, so you can't sing and play guitar. Well, most people wouldn't consider you a songwriter, but yet you're a hit songwriter, which is words. So, you know, there's no that there's lots of different lanes that you can get into know what your highest and best use is and do it right all right welcome back to another exciting session of song title challenge in this corner over here we have mr brent baxter weighing in right at 200 pounds light middle featherweight champion of the world and in this corner over here we have a song title challenging the master mr brent baxter from a songwriter named Martin Vipond. I think it's Vipond or Vipond. And are you ready for the title? I'm ready. By the way, I've noticed how my weight goes up each time we do this. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go up there till it's, I hit it. it. Just. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, All right. It, it's, I'm uh, ready, Martin. Here we go. Bring it. She's going to know where you've been. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Oh, okay. I'm writing this down so I can look at. She's going to know where you've been. Okay. Okay. So for those of you that are new to the song title challenge, what I do is Johnny Springs, a challenger on me, a title challenger on me with no preface. So this is the first time I've heard this. And then basically I take it. And as a country songwriter, I try to go, okay, what can I do with this to make it hit suspicious like what can i do to try to make it as big of a bullseye as market smart as possible and then we just play with it and it puts me on the spot but hopefully lets you kind of inside the mind of a pro a little bit and it may flop it may fly but we'll see what happens all right so she's going to know where you've been all right so it's it's third person right so this is i'm letting the title write the song so you're talking to a guy or to something and about the girl so she's going to know where you've been so you're not talking to her 
Um, she's going to know where you've been. Oh man, that's interesting. There's, there's mystery in there. I mean, you, could, you know, the first thing that pops up on mind is some sort of cheating thing where you're like, buddy, she's going to know where you've been. She's going to know you've been with her. She's going to know you've been here drinking too much. And she's going to know where you've been. Um, there's that negative. And eh, it's not very interesting to me. Right. So she's going to know where you've been. I mean, okay, here's, a, here's another angle on it. You know, when you, uh, you take it almost more, uh, like a gospel or Christian angle on it. So when you start treating her better, when you start holding your tongue, when you start lifting her up and you start being there more for her, she's going to know where you've been. She's going to know you've been down on your knees talking to God. She's going to know you've been in the Bible. She's going to know you've been in church. She's going to know where you've been, yeah, right? Because you're starting right. to live better. Yeah. All right, you do something like that. Or when you, um, you know, she's going to know where you've been. Uh, you do more of a country flavor to it. Like, you know, when you open the door and say, yes, ma'am, she's going to know you've been in the South. Yeah. When you, you know, um, you know, when you, when you treat a lady right, she's going to know you, you've been, you know, you've been growing up in a home where mom was respected and dad treated her right. Mm-hmm. She don't know where you've been, you know, flip it positive where the, the initial reaction is, she don't know you've been out behind the bar and smoking. She don't smell that cigarette on you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't fool a woman. She's going to know where you've been. And maybe that's the big thing. Like you could almost do vignettes. Yeah. Like, how, about, uh, how about how about like somebody oh, coming out of uh, uh, um, somebody getting over alcoholism, right? Like you're just gonna know <laughs> if you don't come home smelling like whiskey, if you don't come home smelling like smoke, if you don't come home at two o'clock in the morning, she's gonna know you've been to AA meeting, you know, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, she'll know you've been anywhere other than the bar. Yeah. Uh, so you could be like, you know, it could be about different women, really. Like you know, you the whole you know mama knows thing you know out behind the barn smoking with jimmy mm. you know whatever smoking that cigarette and you come in and boy she's gonna know where you've been you know you can't fool a woman she yeah. don't know where you've been if you've been out cheating she's gonna know but if you've been you know um you know if you've been in the bible if you've been in the word if you've been in church she's gonna know that too by the way you treat her if you've been in you know the different things like that so you could you do a few things but you're, been, you're not gonna fool a woman you're gonna know when she's sin something 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 she's gonna know where you've been, where you've been. yeah it's like <laughs> oh really better think again can't yeah. fool a woman she's gonna know where you've been but i really like the idea of uh twisting a positive yeah. for the song because one thing positive is more commercial it's a bigger bullseye and with a title like this i really like when you can take what seems like a negative title and you flip it positive because it's most people aren't going to do that so it's going to be a fresh fresher angle on that title you know we talked about trying to get them unique titles but you know what sometimes it just happens that titles similar titles have been done Okay, a certain amount of that is unavoidable if you're writing a lot. Mm-hmm. So at least what you want to do is try to make the angle as fresh as possible. And so if a title like you don't know where you've been, say if that's been done before, well, they probably haven't heard it very much flip positive. There you go. Talking about if you've been, you know, if you've been under the hood with dad, you know, and he's imparting those words of wisdom and stuff like that, you don't know where you've been. You know, yeah. where you know, where she breaks down and you hop under the hood and pop up fix it right up mm-hmm. or you know she don't know you've been you know or she don't know you've been in a heartbreak before you know she's going to know all these other kind of things so i think that i would dig into some of those examples of where's he been that has a positive effect and I, i'm talking about love here too because that's the coin of the realm right that's the big bullseye mm-hmm. so how do we make a positive love song um it's still not, you know, first person, which would be even more powerful, but I'm not sure how you could flip this to first person. Um, you know, 
unless it's you know you could even do it uh, and i'm i know we're not supposed to change the title but if it's her singing to him like i know where you've been you know your girl singing to the guy about like i know you've been in a you know in a house where a man respected a woman i know you've been in a, you know that kind of stuff it would be pretty cool too female song but keeping it where it is she's gonna know where you've been so you know it could be a straighten up and fly right but it's also if you do the right thing she's gonna know that too because it's gonna come through and who you are yeah which i think is interesting so that's my angle go positive love people won't see that coming with that title good stuff and if you want um if you want to take one of these titles that you've been working on, once again, you, you own 100% of it. This is not a co-write. This is just stuff mm-hmm. Grant throws out there so you can get inside his head. But if you would like to uh, you know, dig in some more with some of your song titles, they can reach you, Brent, for, for personal one-on-one coaching for this, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can reach me at songwritingpro.com slash coaching. It uh, tells you what the deal is with my coaching sessions, lets you book a session if I have one available. You can also sign up just for an interest list, which kind of tells you just more about it. I sent you some emails going, okay, here's what you can expect. Here's how to get the most out of it. So it's worth signing up for, even if you know you want to do one, just sign up for the interest list. And that's at songwritingpro.com slash coaching. And we can do stuff like this. We can I'll just dig in to answer any questions you might have and just basically be of service however I can. So, yeah, you can check that out. But, uh, Martin, interesting title. So hopefully it serves you well. And hopefully I hear it one day on the radio. Well, back to the show. Yeah, man. That's, I mean, that's a big deal. Because, um, I mean, there's so much more that goes into it. Um and you know, I would love to be like a Keith Urban for so many reasons, but you know, or a Brad Paisley, or a John Mayer, you know, those those triple threats, right? Yeah. Who sing great? They write killer songs. They play guitar like nobody's business. Those okay, the legit triple threats. Mm-hmm. Vince Gill. I mean, they're you know they are out there. Most of us ain't that. I knew early on that is not my thing. So I, I knew I needed to go on. I would love to be those guys. So, yeah, you can you can have more than one. I mean, it's not like those guys goofed up by going, well, Keith, you shouldn't, you know, shouldn't have worked on your songwriting or Brad, sorry, you should have left the guitar and just worked on your singing. You know, mm-hmm. it works. So I'm not saying that you can't have more than one viable skill. So don't take me the wrong way. I'm not saying you got to just pick one. But you got to pick what what your strengths are. You may have more than one and hopefully they're complementary and it might be writing in production. I mean, gosh, uh, Jesse Frazier, he was my, or some people know him as telemetry. He was my song plugger at major Bob young, young kid. That was my plugger at major Bob. And now he's just hit his like sixth or seventh number one song as a songwriter. He produces, he does tracks. I remember him back in the Major Bob studio working on tracks, and I heard that you know he'd go out and DJ on the weekends and whatever as telemetry. You know, and I was mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. And there's one song that he, he did a track with Kerry Barlow, and then Kerry brought me and Brent Anderson in to, to work on it. You know, Jesse built a track, or, or maybe Kerry did, but they did this track together, and then he had a melody, and then we either gave me the Law Laws, and I started working on the lyric, and then brought Brent Anderson in. You know, so I remember Jesse doing that stuff. Yeah, and he just kept on climbing that ladder, and now he's produced. You know, he's produced on Billy Currington. He's produced on, you know, several artists. Uh, he was on Dirt on My Boots for, um, oh, what's his name, um, John Party. Yeah, you Party. know, he's he's on a ton. He's Lauren Elena, her thing. I mean, he's like just had like seventh number one with uh, No Such Thing as a Broken Heart with Old Dominion. There you go. Because he he had that skill set of 
producing killer tracks. And what's he like in the room? I don't know. I've never written with him. Didn't didn't know that was a thing, <laughs> you know, with him back in the day. And, you know, it was a different world. The track guys didn't have as much, you know, spotlight on him back then when I was seeing him all the time. Mm. But he's bringing a skill, you know. He may be bringing melody and lyric, too. I don't really know. But I know he's bringing, like, track and production and stuff. You know, you got these – you have different skill sets. And if you have value, man, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, the guy, Jason Wilkes, that I work with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know Jason? Yeah. So, you know, he's got – well, he's a habit. He's one of those kind of triple threats. You know, he produces great. He makes great tracks at his house, great melodies, good dude, great singer, you know, good lyrics and stuff. He normally lets me do most of the heavy lifting on lyrics, but he has good ideas and stuff. And, you know, he's, but they're complimentary strengths that he goes in on. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like me, okay, I choose to be terrible on playing guitar, choose to be terrible on singing. Yeah. Other people may be like, you know what? I'm going to be terrible on production, but I'm going to be great at melodies and networking. Yeah. But I'm going to be terrible at this other thing. I'm going to be terrible at playing out. Okay. But I'm going to be great at, again, networking or I'm going to be great at just writing. Let other people handle that stuff. That's why God made co-writers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, on a bigger business level, like... uh, you know, every single one of my artists that comes in and decides to say, I'm not going to spend any more time uh, trying to learn about social media and grow the accounts. I'm going to mm-hmm. let you do it. <laughs> and hires Daredevil. I mean, guess what? Their accounts start to explode, you know, and, and their yeah. artistry gets better because they're spending more time singing and writing songs and do what they're supposed to be doing. And I'm mm-hmm. helping them connect it with their audience. And then I, the only thing I'm making them do is like, you just got to engage with them, you know, because it's got to come from you. It's got to come right. from your tone. But, um, and that we're putting together the brand because otherwise they'll just they'll, like to your point like the learning curve on that you know can you be amazing at social media absolutely and if it's something that you mm. love to do and you're really good at then do it but if it's not get somebody to do it for you because it's still got to be done but for you to spend another five years trying to get your learning curve up you you'll, you know platforms like Twitter will have come and gone you know and oh, and, yeah. and you'll be you'll just be frustrated with the whole thing and guess what you're not spending time doing you know your what your highest and best use is right which mm-hmm. is that whatever that is if it's singing if it's writing if it's lyric writing if it's <clears throat> you've got to you've got to know where it's better to have this person do this over here because taking time my precious time away to do something that i really have no interest in getting good at mm-hmm. is yeah a waste of time and, and also you know partnering up i mean some people they try to be great at everything and not be terrible at anything because they're just control freaks. Right. They don't have total control. You know, and um, sometimes those people don't go as far as other people. Like this whole podcast happened because we're willing to share. Like right. I was interested, I was listening to podcasts, and I was like, it'd be a cool thing to add to my, you know, to the business, the songwriting pro business. And But man, just my, my bandwidth and getting it done, the technical stuff, I don't know. And we've been talking about that stuff, and finally we're like, well, you know, you, you had Juice, you know, mm-hmm. Jason, who could handle kind of the setting up the, the technical part of it, and you do the editing, and I got to show up and come with content. Yeah. And wit and charm. <laughs> and, and good that's looks. It. <laughs> Devilish good looks. That's why, that's why it's an audio podcast. So, you know, it... We partnered up. I'm giving up some control. I don't run every episode, which actually is a good thing for me 
right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to come up with everything. But we partner. We share in it. And if I had been like, no, i got to figure all this out. i got to figure out how to set this up and do all the editing and all this stuff, I might still not have a podcast out there. Yeah. And it still wouldn't be as popular as this because <laughs> I'm smart enough to partner with a marketer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so we're each given some. It's a partnership. And hopefully it, it takes us further because it expands your brand more. You get you know, a hit songwriter on the other side of the microphone to speak to a certain audience with a certain amount of authority that – you know, you might not have spoken to otherwise. I get to talk to artists who are more coming in because of the goodies that you're giving out mm-hmm. that may not tune in just for a songwriting podcast, but then they're like, oh, well, there's this other stuff that's pretty helpful too. Yeah. And both end up better off. I'm choosing to be terrible at the editing and mixing a podcast and getting all the technical stuff. No idea how it happens. You get hit by a bus, this will be the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I can log in and look at the stats. <laughs> see, see how far we've come. <laughs> exactly. So I'm choosing to be terrible at that. But dang, we're like 80, what, four something episodes in? Yeah. 83? 83, yeah. And because I, I chose to be terrible at something. There you go. It works. So, there it, we go. It works, it works, it works. So, um, all right, guys. Well, w- with that, once again, man, if this makes sense to you, if this is resonating with you, share it. There's going to be other people that could really, really help. We could help with it. They, you, you could benefit them by sharing this. It'll make you cool. If you leave a rating review, we'll make you famous. Um, mm-hmm. Let us know. We'll read it on the air. We do every single review because we're so appreciative of it. And uh, join the Climb community. Get that in there. And Brent, that's not all, though. You got something else you want to share with these people. Yeah, yeah, I have a, I have a gift. I have a gift from Brent, which, oddly enough, is at the w- website, giftfrombrent.com. It's uh, my free ebook. It's a PDF download. It's called Think Like a Pro Songwriter, and it just gives you insight into the mind of a pro songwriter, how we think about things, ten ways to get on a publisher's radar, four ways that pro songwriters know who's looking for songs, that kind of stuff. So it's helpful. It's free information. That's why it's giftfrombrent.com. You don't have to pay me anything. All you do is tell me where to send it. We send it right out to you, and it's yours. And hopefully, it'll help you. You know, kickstart you to the next level on your journey. Just give you an idea of what uh, what we're about here, at songwriting pros. So go check it out, giftfrombrent.com. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you if you do. You're a daisy if you do. You're a daisy if you do. All right. Well, guys, it's we want you to win. This podcast exists because we want you to get some leverage and know what you're doing. So with that, brings us to the end of another killer episode of The Climb. We want you to keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.